A mid-state county will provide more resources for Spanish-speaking voters, and schools across the region are facing a bus driver shortage. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Monday, October 23rd, and this is being recorded at 9.20 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. So let's get started. York County has reached a settlement with the Latino rights group that sued last year, alleging the county did not provide enough language support for Spanish-speaking voters. My colleague Gabriela Martinez reports the county's Board of Elections is making a commitment to do more to help voters with language barriers. The Board of Elections will train employees on the availability and use of its Spanish language interpretation services on Election Day and other days of the year, raise a Goldsmith Associate Counsel at Latino Justice, and lead attorney on the case. Sescasa will continue to monitor to make sure the terms of the agreement are implemented. If there were an issue with the agreement, we, we would still have access to the courts to try to, to resolve yeah. an issue that can't be resolved outside of the courts. Now, the agreement is set to expire in 2028, but that's because the Hispanic voter population might change over time and the county might have to adjust its resources accordingly. Last year, the county avoided a preliminary injunction sought by Cass's lawsuit by agreeing to provide bilingual sample ballots for all 161 voting precincts before the 2022 general election. Bilingual sample ballots will now be available to voters for the lifetime of the agreement. While Pennsylvania counties are receiving tens of millions of dollars this year from settlements with opioid companies. A new analysis by Ed Mahan with our partner Spotlight PA shows big disparities when it comes to how much each county receives. Center County, home to Penn State, ranks at the bottom of the state when you adjust for the different populations in each county. Its opioid settlement payments last year equaled $1.13 per resident. The statewide average was about $6.50. There are two big reasons. Center County didn't have its own lawsuits against drug companies, which is a factor in Pennsylvania's distribution plan. The second reason is a formula that factors in the number of overdose deaths in a community along with similar data. By that measure, the need in Center County is lower than elsewhere. Steve Dersham is a Center County commissioner. And I don't think you can put a measure on what would truly be fair to, to measure the loss that, that, that so many of our citizens have experienced. Now, counties expect to receive their next payments in December. In the mid-state, Lancaster County ranks relatively low. Groups around Pennsylvania are getting more than $5 million in federal money to help meet Chesapeake Bay cleanup goals. My colleague Rachel McDevitt has the details. The Environmental Protection Agency is handing out nearly $10 million in grants to organizations in Bay States. The money is from the 2021 Federal Infrastructure Law. Groups are matching the grants with their own money. In Pennsylvania, more than $5.5 million will be split between Penn State University, the Stroud Water Research Center, the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay, the Nature Conservancy, and the Tioga County Soil and Water Conservation District of New York, which will work to improve water quality across state lines. Many of the projects focus on planting buffers to keep pollutants out of waterways and helping farmers adopt practices to keep sediment and nutrients on their fields instead of running off into streams. Pennsylvania is under extra scrutiny from the federal government for lagging behind in its bay cleanup goals. You might remember the Susquehanna River is the bay's largest tributary. 
All right, let's wrap up this section of the morning agenda with some sports news. The Phillies have a chance to return to the World Series for the second straight year. Philadelphia takes a three games to two lead into game six of the National League Championship Series tonight at home. Now, a win sends the Phils to the Fall Classic against either Houston or or Texas. In the NFL, the Eagles' Jalen Hurts threw for 279 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for another score as Philadelphia rolled over Miami 31-17. Pittsburgh's Jalen Warren and Najee Harris rushed for touchdowns in the fourth quarter as the Steelers awoke from a quiet offensive day just in time for a 24-17 win over the Los Angeles Rams. The latest edition of WITF's weekly newsletter, The Purple Buck, is out since it is Monday. Our director of journalism, Scott Blanchard, puts it together as a way to help you make sense of the massive amounts of news you encounter and be able to assess what is solid reporting and what isn't. If you aren't subscribed yet, you can go to WITF.org slash newsletters and just click The Purple Buck to make sure it ends up in your inbox every Monday morning. And since it is Monday, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that may impact you or your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. A mid-state school district has revealed personal data of staff and students was taken as a result of a cyber attack discovered this past August. ABC 27 reports the Chambersburg Area School District says employees from 2008 to 2023 and a very small group of students with individualized educational plans are those groups most likely affected. They will receive a letter from the district outlining what steps should be taken. Now, the cyber attack occurred on August 27th and led to the district canceling classes over the following three days. Ransomware is a type of malware that uses encryption to block access to files and render a system useless, while the owner is asked to pay a ransom in exchange for a decryption key. Initial filings for unemployment benefits in Pennsylvania dropped last week compared with the week before. The York Daily Record reports new jobless claims, a proxy for layoffs, fell to 8,885 in the week ending October 14th. Now that's down from 9,041 the week before. The numbers come from the U.S. Department of Labor. U.S. unemployment claims dropped to 198,000 last week, down 13,000 claims from 211,000 the week prior on a seasonally adjusted basis. And now it's time to take a bit of a deeper dive into an issue that is popping up in parts of the state. School districts and bus companies in central and northern Pennsylvania say they are facing a bus driver shortage. 
Sydney Roach is with our partner WPSU in State College, and she reports the problem doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon, despite efforts from the state and bus companies. Many school bus drivers are retirees, including Jim Dougherty. He's been driving for Student Transportation of America, which serves the Altoona School District, for about five years. I retired back in 2015. I needed something to do to keep me active so I didn't sit down and do like a lot of people do. In a couple years, they die because they become inactive. Dougherty says bus driving is a good job for anyone who wants a part-time job with extra time in the morning and in the afternoon. He also says it's good for anyone that wants some extra spending money. Emphasis on some. If you're trying to support a family off of it, it's pretty hard. The pay isn't, you know, doesn't compensate what it costs nowadays, the cost of living and everything. The company he works for does offer a $1,000 sign-on bonus for anyone who requires commercial driver's license training, or $1,500 for those who are already certified. But even places that have increased pay are struggling to find drivers. Last year, state college area school district bus drivers got a raise. Starting pay is now $20.40 an hour. Randy Brown, the school's finance and operations director, says this is the first time they've had significant problems covering bus runs. They've had to consolidate five routes. And we're potentially looking at even more. Brown says there aren't enough substitute drivers to fill in when someone calls off. He says there have been about two instances this year when a bus driver had to pick up someone else's run as well as their own, making students late for school. State College Area School District has had to send out employees who usually do office or engineering work to drive bus runs. Many bus companies have other employees with CDL licenses, whose main job is not driving a bus. Diane Wiseski is the regional manager of school bus operations with Fullington, but she's also been filling in pretty regularly on bus routes. She says many people are intimidated by the idea of driving a bus, but that it's not as bad as it might seem. To prove it, she lets me try it out. You're just going to make sure that it's clear in your mirrors and just go ahead and drive it like you would your car. Oh, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> you see how much better you can see out your mirrors? Yeah. Wiseski says she'll let any potential drivers do a test drive. Fullington is contracted to drive buses for several schools in central PA. Wiseski covered a bus run in Hollidaysburg the morning I talked with her. Hollidaysburg is our largest district that has the shortage. We are short about six drivers. Wiseski says it became much more common for people to fill in during the pandemic when many drivers quit or even died. We did have a lot of people, I know, within our own company. You know, there was people that lost their lives because of COVID hitting so hard. Even outside of COVID-19, kids are well known for spreading sicknesses like colds and flu. Wiseski says their buses are disinfected daily, but many drivers seem more worried about getting sick since COVID, especially since many are older. There's more time for sickness to spread on the bus since students are on buses longer with route consolidations or drivers having to double up on runs. Michael Keel is the transportation and purchasing manager for the Warren County School District, which covers 788 square miles. Geographically speaking, it's the second largest school district in Pennsylvania. We have routes as long as an hour and a half one way with kids. Keel says those long drives can be hard on drivers especially considering the harsher winters in the northern counties. The Warren County School District has taken a look at route consolidation and adding more kids to buses, but that would make routes even longer. Keel says the driver shortage has not had a significant effect on their operations yet. 
He believes one of the things that has helped with staff retention is adding cameras to buses. This has helped with addressing student behaviors on the bus. Camera footage is so undisputable as far as when we need to go and address a situation or verify a situation. Keel agrees higher pay and improved safety could help fix the bus driver shortage. He also suggests changes to the commercial driver's license test. We are advocates for a school bus driver's license where we would remove some of the requirements that you get for a CDL, like the under the hood requirement, and just have a specialized school bus driver's license. In August, PennDOT did implement a new version of the CDL skills test to waive the under the hood requirement, which made drivers identify engine components. But the change isn't permanent. It lasts through November 27th of next year. Drivers who do not take the the under-the-hood test also cannot drive out of state, something bus drivers say is often necessary when going on field trips or to athletic events. If the bus driver shortage continues, schools say they'll have to keep coming up with creative solutions to get kids to school. The State College Area School District is considering expanding how far students need to live from school before becoming eligible for bus transportation. The school district of Philadelphia offers $300 per month for families to take their own kids to school. The West Shore School District south of Harrisburg held some remote learning days because there were not enough drivers to transport students. In State College, I'm Sydney Roach. Just a reminder, the morning agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and on your social media channels. And you can play a big part in spreading the word about the morning agenda. And a big welcome to our latest listeners, Kevin and Sadie. We had a great chat at our News and Brews event in Lititz last week. And Kevin emailed me to say they are now devoted listeners to The Morning Agenda. We certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much. So let's hear what is the best song that you are thinking about today as you start off this work week. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at TLambert895. You can always email me as well, Tim underscore Lambert at WITF.org. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, October 2023. And my pick to start off, This Monday is The Strokes' Last Night. And that does it for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated and never taken for granted. Be well, enjoy the rest of this day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.